Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships in reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Get What A Podcast. Today, we have Joan Gelfand. Did I say it right? Woo! All right. I uh, have a tendency to not hit those last names so well. Sometimes I don't hit the first names well either. So um, so Joan's going to tell us all about herself, and she's got kind of an interesting um I would say sight to women in tech, right? Like I would, it's like you're kind of, it's going to be a totally different perspective, I think. So I'm excited to talk with you and um, get your input. So Joe, let's start off like with your background. Um, okay. I'm a writer, <laughs> a journalist, um, uh, a poet. I have two degrees in creative writing, BA and an MFA uh, from a women's college in Oakland, oh. uh, Mills College. It's, it's, I think it's maybe the seven and a half sister to the seven sisters because <laughs> okay. it's way on the West Coast and, you know, all those women's colleges are on the um, East Coast. But anyway, it was a beautiful place to get my MFA. Uh, I've written uh, three books of poetry, uh, working on another one. I have a book for writers called You Can Be a Winning Writer. Oh. And uh, the subtitle is The Four C's Approach of Successful Authors, Craft, Commitment, Community, and Confidence. And where I was coming from with this book was that... Um, I feel like a lot of times uh, people come into the writing world, they want to publish that book. And what I learned, even with my two degrees, is that there's certain things that you need to kind of cover before, you know, an agent and publisher will look at you. And actually what you're doing right now is kind of perfect because um, the agents and publishers now kind of insist on a social media presence. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if I'm telling your listeners because they're tech forward, anything new, but. Um, oh, it's always good so, to reinforce. Always good reinforce, to reinforce. Right? <laughs> right. So my book is talking about, yeah, you can have the craft, but, uh, you know, and then also commitment, which is a very squiggly line because some people say, well, I tried to do this for six months and you're like, how about six years? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't take six months to write a book. It takes years. Or, or I tried to get my book published for six months. And it's oh. like, sometimes it doesn't even take six months to get published. And then, um, then I talk about community and what it's like to build a fan base kind of from zero and joining groups and professional groups and building up your social media and of course, I think for women, especially um, that confidence piece is really a tricky one. I've met a lot of incredibly talented writers who 
don't go the next step to get their work out into the marketplace because of, uh, in, you know, not being fully confident. Um, so I wrote that book. That's been really busy. I do a lot of talks. I coach writers uh, who are trying to get published. And my baby right now is my novel. My first novel came out in July. Oh. And it's called Extreme. And it's set in a uh, Silicon Valley gaming startup. So oh. it's a completely different uh, look at the um, technical uh, about the you know the world uh, of Silicon Valley. Um, a lot of people who have read the book and my endorsers say you know it's it's closer to reality than <laughs> Silicon Valley that the, sh the show Silicon Valley and uh, I love that show. <laughs> you, know, you know that show's a little bit funnier than my novel. I must say my novel's a little deep, but. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's been featured on NPR, on Tech Nation, and uh, it's gotten a lot of nice press out there. And uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, we're looking at foreign rights right now. So, you know, it's kind of taking off. And, um, you know, it's too technical for some people. But anyway, we'll talk about the book in a minute. Just uh, what else can I tell you about my background? I worked in business for 20 years, advertising, sales, marketing, and uh, then went off to start my second career as a full-time writer. Gotcha. And that's your yeah. passion. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. So how would you go from business to technical writing. Well, it's not technical writing, but writing about technical stuff. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting way to put it. So, so when I um, write, writing about Silicon Valley, there is some right. technical, uh, there's a lot of technical stuff in there. Um, what happened was uh, I left my business career because I had just met kind of the love of my life, my husband. And um he is an executive in the tech in the Valley. So I started to learn a lot about this world. I had been an English major, totally not exposed to this world. Right. And this is 20 years ago where a lot of people had not touched this world. And um, I was really intrigued. I was intrigued by um, the personalities, I think really kind of struck me as worthy of a book because um, what I came to find out from getting to know him and his colleagues was that a lot of the people who are working in Silicon Valley, especially at that time, 20, 25 years ago, were uh, really Renaissance people. They weren't just all gearheads. They were interested in music and art and wine and food and, um, you know, not so much athletics. <laughs> I wouldn't call them the most athletic of the bunch, at least the ones I knew in the beginning. But um, <clears throat> now, of course, everybody's athletic in Silicon Valley. But um, at that time, I was just really intrigued by that uh, blending of worlds, you know what I mean? Of these big intellects, but also of these incredibly 
complex technical projects. So I wanted to capture that. And I will I tell you, I work with a lot of developers, not Silicon Valley, but what they do is, and I will, and I will say it, what they do is, is a form of art to me. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> when I was working on my novel and my husband was building a company, I said, oh my God, you know, it's so similar because you have to iterate and iterate. It's like editing and revising uh-huh. and bugs come out, which is like editing and revising. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, uh, uh, when, the de- especially developers, when they are writing that code, it's it's very much like we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that this will become a dying art, you know, <laughs> writing, writing novels. But I mean, at the at the at the moment, I think people still enjoy reading as a leisure activity. So, fingers crossed. Uh, Joan, I like to do my reading on a beach with a drink. But yeah, I do. <laughs> Actually, on 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 the beach with a drink, you love those earpods, AirPods. That's, that's right. Listen to your book, so you don't that's even right. have to. I don't have to hold it. Totally. Definitely. And you're in California. So, yeah. I'm in San Francisco. You're in San Francisco. We're at the balmy 56 right now. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it's 20 some degrees here. So, (laughs) I know. I would take your 56. Totally. I was saying to a friend today, you know, everybody, uh, 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 you know, rags on California. They say, oh, the fires, the drought. I'll take the fires and the drought over 70 in the winter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was just talking for whatever reason in February this year, uh, we've had just a ton of snow and uh, the kids have not had a full week of school yet in 2021. Like there's been snow days or there's been a holiday or whatever. And uh, we just got a notification that we're about to get hit with another snowstorm to up through Tuesday. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Are they um, in physical school? Yeah. Yeah. My kids go to school full-time. So yeah. Even with COVID? Yep. 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 So I am the first to drop them off in the morning and I'm like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because in California, the kids are not in school yet. Oh yeah. We're in school full time and we have the option to do online, but um, I'm a big believer that part of the school life is that social. And I have a a son that needs, needs that. Um, So he, yeah, if he, he needs that. In he'd be class. bouncing off your walls. I hear you. Yes. <laughs> I hear you. So. Yes. This pandemic has been incredibly hard on, on women and it, on moms. Oh, it has really been. Hard. Yes. You know, I, um, since you brought that up, it's, yeah, because my kids have been given snow packets. So when it does snow, they're like, oh, but you can still do work and we can count it as a day of school because you do these snow packets. Guess who has to sit with that that child and do the snow packet with that child. It's, it's the parent. And my husband works outside of the home. So, and I work in, so it's me. Yes. That, that falls that onto that. I know. So yeah, I know. it's really rough. It has been tough. Yeah. Definitely. And even for the kids who are in online zoom school, you know, 
it, they had this statistic in LA. It's like half the kids were not showing up, right? Yeah. So it's like, you got to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is a lot of policing, yes. a lot of policing. The yeah. nagging. I have a teenage daughter and she's like, you're so naggy. Just like, well, <laughs> the situation right now. <laughs> totally. So yes, oh, it's rough. So has it, has the pandemic hurt your, I mean, you probably right at home, right? Or, you know, interestingly, I was working in a co-working space Oh, okay. and I really miss it. Um, but it's also got me rebonded with my home office, <laughs> but I was, uh, for the last three years, I had discovered the joy of co-working and just was a passionate a uh, uh, member of a co-working community where, you know, there'd be like, I, I was pretty much, there was maybe a couple of writers there, but there were mostly tech companies and entrepreneurs, but it was so fun because you would just get to kind of touch base with like people doing all kinds of interesting things. And it was downtown San Francisco. So I would meet my friends who worked down, you know, it's just really nice. So of course it's a little more isolating to work mm-hmm. at home, but my husband's working at home now. So he's, he's working remote. So I kind of have, I say, well, I guess now we're office mates. <laughs> we, we see each other in passing. We don't even eat lunch together. I mean, we just, we barely have time to see each other during the day, but it's like, hi. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. Oh, that's good. This is for a guy for 10 years, he traveled for work. So uh, this is like the most time that, that uh, we've spent together that he's been home consistently. It's been really nice. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, really good. nice. Yeah. So you must have done. And so how did you do the research for your book? Extreme. It's called Extreme, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, he was my helper. Oh, he was so your I guinea pig. Really research that much. Well, two interesting things. One is that um, the book was written in the early 2000s. And um, by the time I got it into the hands of agents and publishers, we had the first dot com implosion, like around 2002, 2003. And New York was very much like, Ew, who wants to hear about pets.com? You know, like Silicon Valley is so freaking over, right? So here I am, I'm a poet and a short story writer. So I say, you know, I, there's only so much torture I can take. Put it away. And I did try for more than six months. I tried for <laughs> okay. Put the book in the drawer and then all of a sudden, you know, it's 2010 and Facebook and Google and Amazon are all coming up. And I'm like, well, there's a little intrigue. And of course, that's Web 2.0. So I said, you know, I'm going to take that book out if I really like it. Um, uh, let's let's see. Maybe I'll rework it. I took it out. I loved my character so much. And this is not uncommon with writers. Many writers have this experience where you're like, put it away, take it out. Love it, right? Okay. But we had to change the tech because the tech, in, in when I wrote it the first time, was about a voice recognition company, which was edgy in 2000, but not in 2010. So we're, we're sitting there going, you know, knocking our heads against the wall. What's cool? What's trending? What could we make? 
And we decided on gaming. But my husband's a brilliant engineer and architect, but uh, an executive, but not a game a designer. But, you know, I know someone who is kind of thing. So he got referred to uh, this company in New York called Playmatics. And they're this award-winning game design company. And they helped us ideate the game in the book. So that was like a work for hire. We literally paid them to help us figure out. So there was some research involved, definitely. And then once they helped us figure it out, then he filled in some of the technical details. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry, my Sorry, dog is going. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. The joys of being at home, right? <laughs> um, so he helped you do the research and whatnot. So then you, okay, so like what was the next step? Like you revised the book, you edited it, and then you took it back to publishers? Yeah. Yeah. And, and at that point, well, is this a full transparency phone call? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is this is crazy. I mean, this. I, I don't really say this a lot in interviews, but this would be really interesting. Are your is your audience uh, uh, tech people or writers or tech people? Lots of tech. Okay. So, um, really get with it. Um, our organization is a nonprofit, and we focus on getting more women into IT. So um, opening up opportunities for women to find um, a journey in IT. I didn't, I was not, um, I came from the outside world, as I like to say, (laughs) and then how to keep them into IT. So how do we create environments where they can go and um, vent and have other women to support and empower them? And then if they're looking for a journey in whatever path, whether it's leadership or development or whatever it is, we want to help them. We want to be able to guide them and whatnot. So most people who are listening are probably in that technical field. Well, I think they'll really like the book because it's a good mirror uh, for, for their li- for lives in a, in a, especially in a small company. But um, what happened was a colleague of my husband's had started a publishing company and he wanted to do transmedia meaning he wanted to take projects that could become like a movie or a game. Okay. He took the book, gave me an advance, gave me a contract. And a year later decided, oh, I think I just want to do screenplays. Gives me my rights back. Okay, I'm back at square one. Uh, The next publisher held my book for two and a half years. Is that common? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gave me a contract, asked me, would I be patient? They're behind constantly, delay and delay and delay. We were editing the book together. And after two and a half years, they said, we are going to break the contract. We don't have the uh, resources to do this book. 
also, this is not so uncommon in publishing, but it's kind of like a startup, right? It's like you work and work and work and you think you've got an investor. I mean, even I watched my husband with the startup. He had an investor, but then he couldn't get refunded. You know, he couldn't get uh, the next round. I mean, it happens. Okay. Then I went to the publisher I have now. So basically my book spent about four years it should have been out about four years ago. Yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Really hard and unusually hard publication journey. And because it's an unusual book. First of all, not a lot of women write business books. Second of all, it's not chiclet. It's not romance. It's, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of, well, you you said you like to watch Silicon Valley. It's like- (laughs) Right. So it's like that. Um, Or it's like, um, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a real business, but the the big short, you know, it's it's a real business book. And uh, a lot of publishers, you know, they like genre. Okay, give me horror. Give me crime. Give me historical fiction. Don't get you know, they didn't know what box to put it in. Right. Finally, my publicist just said, it's a thriller. (laughs) It's a thriller, but it's not a thriller. I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting because it's fast paced and, and crazy things happen, but you know, not a thriller in like Jack Nicholson in the shining. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So did you say it's going to be a movie? Uh, we would, I have a film treatment. We are hoping we are uh, going to start marketing the film rights. Yeah. That's exciting. We hope so. Yeah. Yeah. You Even know, but you have Sundance out there, right? Yeah. Which is for writers to take what they've written and make into a screen. I put it on screen. Correct. Right. right yeah. Exactly. So you just need somebody to pick it up, correct? Exactly. All right. Okay. So everybody who is listening, the book is called Extreme, and it's by Joan Gelfand. Oh, she's showing who Extreme. With a big wave on the front. A big it's wave. It has to do with uh, the company in the book has to do with uh, extreme sports. So it's surfing and snowboarding and yeah. Oh, that's fun. Now, is it an audio? Not yet. <laughs> we, I know a lot of people are like, I don't have time to read books. I'm putting it on audio. No, that's the next, the next thing we have to get done. Yeah. The next thing that that's, is that like a normal step in the process? Yes. yes okay. Yes. So that's a normal step. So you get the book published and whatnot. And then the next step is the audio comes right. out. You okay. do hardcover, softcover, Kindle. And then, yeah, because Kindle is downloadable. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's readable. Readable. Yeah. And then you do audio. Oh. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. So that's exciting. Totally. Yes. Um, would you like me to read a little passage? We would love for you to. Okay. Okay. So let me give you, you know, it's always nice in a reading, one of the difference of reading a book by yourself or uh, having the author talk is that I'll give you a little backstory here. Okay. 
Okay, so I'm going to go into this chapter where my main protagonist, whose name is Hope Elson, she, um, she's uh, like a product person. She's not a coder. And she's working at this startup. They're really trying to ramp up because they have a TV show that wants to make their game into a TV show. Oh, okay. like a reality show. But they're pressuring the company horribly to like get their number of users like 10 times what they currently are, you know. And so she's under a lot of pressure. She And so we meet her at a point like kind of midway through the book where, you know, that moment when you're tearing your hair out because it's like, whoa, (laughs) this is way too much. Okay, so it talks a little bit about her ambition, a little bit about her relationship with her mom, who was not supportive. And I'm just going to read like a page and a half and then you can ask questions and we can talk more about her as a character and all of that. Perfect. So I'm starting here in the middle. She's leaving the gym and she's supposed to go home and work that night because she's just got oodles and oodles of work. So unanswered emails, unwritten reports blast through her funk like multicolored confetti shooting out of a cannon. Emails, reports, and rallying more groups to post videos for Doug's first load test. Kelly wants a response to her revised deadline. Arthur wants the latest blog post and analytics report. She grabs an iced tea from the club cafe, uh, black, no sugar, just the right amount of caffeine to get her through the night's work, but not enough to keep her up all night. But back out on the road between Redwood Shores and B Street, her enthusiasm for work evaporates like steam from a whistling kettle. Ambition, her benevolent angel, an angel with a capital A that has been tracking over the crown of her head has flown the coop. Work, fights, burn bridges, nasty ex-colleagues, the test, emails, Arthur, Kelly, Get over your fucking self, Hope. She hears Carlos, her trainer, quoting his favorite yogi. There is no life without discipline. Okay, she says, I'll do everything. I'll go home. I'll write that status report. Waiting for the light to change, Hope's nascent resolution turns into slippery ice she can't skate on. She hears Charlene, her mother, home after a long day of work. Girls, you are getting on my last nerve. And James, her boyfriend, insisting that she tell Charlene that her father had gotten in touch. I will, she promised. Shit, the light turns. Gunning the car through the intersection, her eyes blur with tears. Charlene, could it really be that no matter where or how hard she runs, her mother will always haunt her? And that no matter how far she gets from the acrid Livermore Valley, no matter how far she moves up the hierarchy, the ladder, the food chain, and how much money she has in the bank, she can't trust that she won't have this sudden unannounced pull back to her past and the memory of Charlene's denigration. Now tell me, how are you going to afford that, Hope Elson? The night the acceptance letter from Berkeley came in the mail, Charlene turned to wash the dinner dishes. Her mother railed, 
you up at UC Berkeley, four years of college, and then under her breath. For what? To prove you're better than me? Driving past the marquee on the Alhambra, on the Alhambra Theater, a faux Spanish revival on El Camino, she sees black two foot high letters spelling, I am love. The world's called to her like chocolate cake calls to chocoholics. Who is love? And which filmmaker would have the audacity to proclaim it? Who cares? It sounds like a secret she can't wait to hear. She jerks the steering wheel into the Alhambra's spacious parking lot. Tossing her gym bag into the truck, her cell phone rings. Doll, it's her boyfriend. C'est moi, Hope answers as guiltily as if she were heading for a peep show and not a fine art movie. <laughs> Quick question. I know it's your work at home night, James says. Ask. Hope stands in the cooling dusk. The boss handed me two tickets for a Giants game tomorrow. You free? Hope does a mental scan of her calendar. Her evening is free, but she's got the load test this week and is behind on getting their numbers up. And there will be the work from tonight that she is ditching. No, can't do it. I'm sorry. Can you ask your dad? Sure, James answers, disappointed. I'll see you this weekend. Just let me get through this test. Everyone is stressing. Not a good time to be out of pocket. Got it, he says. Hope locks her Porsche, remembers the thumbs up, I am love, had one on IMDB from a notoriously cantankerous reviewer. The blog post offered up a few salient details about the actress, Tilda Swinton. Ethereal, perfectly cast, and thought-provoking treatise on money, power, beauty, and passion. A short trip to Italy for foodies and Swinton lovers. One, please. Hope pays her money, treats herself to popcorn, salt, no butter, and a Diet Coke. That's better than the ice cream she was sure to slip on after skipping dinner. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> well, that's totally what a product owner is thinking about the whole time. <laughs> and, you know, I, I mean, this woman who uh, interviewed me for her blog, she was like, you know, what are your feelings about this passage that you've picked? And I'm like, well, first of all, as a woman succeeding anywhere, we often have invisible hurdles, right? It's right. not just, can I suit up, show up? Do I have the intellectual capacity? Sometimes it's our own mothers who are not standing behind us, right? And, you know, for whatever reasons, you would think, oh, all mothers want their daughters to be successful. That's not true. Uh, a lot of mothers think, hey, you have kids? You know, this is what you do. What is this ambition thing? And that was something that I felt very much in the business world, that I was hard driving. My bosses thought I was talented. They were pushing me. And my family was like constantly criticizing me. Oh, Joan's not here. She doesn't call enough. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. It's like, this is what women go through. Right. And a lot of women, when they're really, really busy, they have to shut out boyfriends, husbands, family, kids, just like men do. But men don't get criticized for it at <laughs> all. Oh, daddy's working. Right. Right. You know, it's really a hard road. It is. It is. Oh my gosh. So, so is uh, Hope the main character? 
So it's a book all around her. It's it's around her. And then because she wants the company to succeed and their architecture kind of stinks, she brings in her ex-boyfriend and you know the plot thickens. <laughs> The plot thickens. Yeah, oh, I like that. I like that twist yeah. there. Oh, yeah. There's, this is sex sex and rock and roll in this book. <laughs> My kind of book. I'm going to oh, totally. And with the extreme sports, you know, the surfers, the snowboarders. Yeah. No, we, we kept out the drugs, but it's sex and rock and roll. That's good to know. <laughs> now, um, I'm taking a note. Sorry. Um. Can you, so I'm assuming it's because it's published, anybody can get it, right? Everywhere. Amazon, anywhere. Anywhere. Okay, good to know. Uh, Your bookseller, your local favorite bookseller can get it. You can flip on Amazon, bookshop.com, Barnes and, you know, Target, Walmarts, everywhere. Okay, good. Because I think a lot of women today would resonate in the tech industry with this book. (laughs) Totally. I am, I am trying and I, I'm, I, I think I need to just find the magic bullet. Uh, my husband has even been asked to speak at women in tech because he's very supportive of women. Uh-huh. executives. We cannot get in front of them with the book for some reason out here. Uh, really? So yeah. So any, any leads you have to more women in tech, well, I want to talk to them. Definitely. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Definitely. Right. All right. So, okay. Well, this is, this is, that book is awesome. I'm going to have to, uh, yeah. um, That's, I know you probably don't have time to read. Right. I know, but I, you know what? I need to make time. I've decided that uh, I need, I need to do some things, um, you know, as, I have two kids. They're both very, very active in sports. And so my husband does work and I do work and, you know, we're just busy people, but taking the time out, definitely. So other than writing, what do you do? What do you like to do outside of writing? <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I live in California, so we're really lucky because I live uh, five minutes from the beach. So, jealous. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm a hiker, bicyclist, um, kayaking. Uh, I'm a big reader and, uh, my daughter lives in Berlin. So we're a big traveling family. Oh, how's I mean, it going with that? Year. Yeah. Huh? Have you been able to go visit? Not in the last year, but uh, before, yeah. Okay. Do you just do calls? Do a lot of Zoom calls now. Okay. Okay. And it's not the same. It's Remember not. that line? Remember that line from, uh, are you a dire, do you know dire straits? Yes. There's, there's a line, tired of making out on the telephone. Yes. <laughs> and so that's, that's like my little theme song here. It's like. Yesterday actually was my daughter's birthday. And so we had a zoom call and she told the whole family that she just got engaged. I literally kissed the screen. I'm like, I want to kiss you. I I can't (laughs) believe, you know, I'm over here. Oh God. So frustrating. Oh, well, congratulations. I'm so excited. That is going to be so much fun. Now, will she get married here or will she get married over there? 
We don't know yet. You don't know yet. Determined. Oh boy. <laughs> it may be a destination wedding for Might you. Might be a destination <laughs> wedding. Might. That's awesome. We have the one yeah. daughter. Is it, you just have the one daughter? Uh, between my husband and I, we have three kids. Yeah, we have a blended oh. family. Oh yeah. my goodness. And you do have your hands full. <laughs> uh, they're all they're all adults now. Oh, they're so all I'm finished with the active parenting. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think you ever really stop, do you? You don't stop mentally, but it's a big difference when your kid is not looking you in the face and saying, drive me to the bus <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning. I will tell you, yes, that is true. That is true. So, so and have suddenly you-, you can sleep till seven oh. o'clock and eight 30. And- <laughs> that would be nice. That would be yeah. nice. Um, so have you always lived in California? Yeah. Yeah. You're a native. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's, that's cool. And your husband is too? No, he was recruited to work out here in uh, 90. Hmm. So he was in Boston and, uh, he found his way out here. Oh my God. That's like coming from the other side of the world. Oh yeah. He was actually, uh, personally recruited by Steve Jobs. Oh, he was really. He was, he was a he's a brilliant engineer, and he was working. He was a Mac, a big Mac fan early, early in the Mac days, and um, Steve heard about him and oh. and called him on the phone. Which is, if you read Steve or listen to the biography of Steve Jobs, uh, he called people. He, if he wanted to talk to someone, he'd just call him up. So he goes, hi, Adam, it's Steve. And Adam thought it was a friend, a friend playing a joke on him. <laughs> and he goes, Leon, <laughs> stop, you know, stop, stop messing with me. Because no. Right. Because you it wouldn't stops. expect to get a phone call. From Steve Jobs. Like, that's just not like a, one of those, like. Isn't that a riot? Oh my Some God. People tell him to write his memoir. He doesn't have the patience to write his stories. You his could. His stories, yeah. You could. I could write it, yeah. Yeah, you could write it for him. So that's awesome. Okay, well, do you have a, like a website or anything? Or you do? What's your website? <laughs> so the book has its own website. Oh, and that is... Website www.extrememthebook.com. Okay. So that's just for the book. And then I have my own website, which is about my coaching business and all of that, which is just joangelfan.com. And I'm lucky because there's only about maybe one or two other Joan Gelfans in the whole United States, and they're not very active online. So when you Google Joan Gelfan, you just... (laughs) We get I just, I'm the only one who comes up, right? If you go to page 12, you find one who lives in Florida, but you, she doesn't come up high. You're the only one. Okay. So you have two websites. The first one is extremethebook.com. Okay. And if they go to that website, can they order it off the website? Yeah. They can okay. order it right off the book website. They can yeah. write, order it off the book, or it's in any local Barnes and Nobles, Target, any any place like that. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, this was fantastic. I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's Friday afternoon for you, so I'm sure you're. <laughs> 
were a little tired this week because of the big news yesterday, which was emotionally tiring. Yeah. The big engagement news. My oh, the big engagement. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the uh, impeachment trial. But, you know, oh. I don't even have a <laughs> for that. There's all sorts of big news going on. All around. sorts of big oh. news. <laughs> so, yes, the engagement. That's awesome. Um, Joan, I'd like to send out an olive branch. And I would love to have you speak to not just me and not just the podcast, but have you come and speak to um, some of our chapters, even if it's, I mean, it sounds like it'll be virtual for a while. So getting you connected with um, some of our women in the community, they, I think they would love um, to hear. Oh, I would love to do that. I yeah. would love to do that. And Absolutely. you would love to have your husband. We are firm believers that we need the men at the table with us, supporting us and empowering us because we're never going to move the needle unless we do have that behind us. So love to have your husband um, come and maybe you guys could do a dual show. <laughs> totally. He has empowered and promoted and supported so many women's careers. Yeah, I would I mean, love it. I... Just amazing. Yeah. And now, of course, he works for YouTube, which, of course, is owned by Google. Well, now Google has all this uh you know, new guidelines in place for bringing in a diverse population and really pumping up their women. And it's awesome what they're doing. He would be happy to talk about any of that. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to. So I will reach out to you. I have your email. So I will reach out to you and you can check his busy schedule and both (laughs) of your busy schedules. And now we have a wedding to plan. (laughs) So we have that. And my, and my, and and I have two books to write this year. Oh, and you have two books. So let's be honest, Jen, you're really not busy, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Once an overachiever, always an overachiever. There you go. There you totally. go. Well, I thank you so much. This has been great. I love your book. I'm going to go order it. <laughs> and but here's what, well, you'll get a kick out of the technical stuff. Some people are like, ah! It's technical. And I tell people you can skip the technical stuff and you'll still understand, but uh, you'll get a kick out of it. And I always tell people, so what if it takes you a year? You read five pages, five pages. So what? Right. Sometimes when I drop a book down, though, I have to go back a page and kind of remember regroup. where I was. Right. Regroup. But regroup. yes, yeah. the, the passage you read is like right on my alley. I don't know how many times I've dropped an F-bomb for the sake of the matter, shit has been a day. And <laughs> so me and I can relate to hope. <laughs> she's, she's, she's really a memorable character. Very awesome. intricately woven. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And please reach out if you haven't, um, if uh, I'm sure I'm going to get to you. <laughs> And just send me the link when you put it up because I'll put it out on my social media. So, okay, great, great. Um, I will, it will take a couple of weeks and um, we'll get it together and I'll send it out to you. And um, I don't know your husband, but tell him hi. <laughs> Hopefully you'll meet him soon. Oh, you could look him up on LinkedIn. Adam hurts. Adam hurts. All right. I'm going to want to creep on him. <laughs> You can spy on him. Yeah. Spy yeah. On him. Tell him to tell him to beware. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to have all these women from the Midwest 
creeping on him. He's going to be like, wow, I have a sudden new fan base. <laughs> he won't awesome. know what to do. <laughs> and is it spelled H-U-R-S-T? H-E-R, like the rent-a-car, H-E-R-T-Z, Hertz, literally. Oh, yeah. all right. Got you. Okay. Yeah, he, wow, Senior Director of Engineering at YouTube Music, right? Oh, yeah. That's him, right? Yep. Yep, we, we're starting to creep on him already. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Joan. Have a good Friday evening. Thank you. And I will be reaching out to you shortly. I look forward to it. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.